Welcome to the Apricity Podcast. I am your host, Sion Camille. If you're new here, thanks for stopping by. If you're coming back, thanks for joining again. This episode was so fun to record. I interviewed my friend Mads. Mads is a 23-year-old content creator. Mads started her account a few years ago posting meals and recipes and she has transformed her account to all things wellness related, both physical and mental. And in this episode, we talk a lot about going through major ups and downs in the health and wellness world and why she has decided to promote balance. We also talk about confidence, people pleasing, healthy friendships, self talk, intention, changing your why, fear of missing out, being your own best friend celebrating the wins, our favorite things to do alone. There's so much golden wisdom in this episode. I did pull questions from Instagram that you guys asked, but I didn't announce that in the episode. So just know when we talk about certain topics, it is topics that you guys have sent in and asked us to talk about. Let's get into a little more about Mads. Hello, welcome to the podcast. I am joined here today with Mads. Hi guys, I'm so excited to be on here. It's so nice to have a conversation that we can openly share with other people. I feel like we always have the best, most insightful conversations, so this is so exciting. My name is Mads or Madison. I like both. I am 23. I live in New York. I was born in California in the Bay Area, live, love Palo Alto. My family moved to New Jersey when I was younger, so I kind of grew up there. And then I went to school in New York, just stayed here after. I am a part-time content creator, full-time marketing analyst at WebMD, so that's my 9 to 5. I am remote, which allows me to do content creation, which is so great, and I'm so, so thankful for that. Even though 9 to 5s are not the best, I am so lucky that I can kind of juggle both. I love prioritizing balance in my life, whether it's health and wellness related, whether it's friendships and socializing, no matter what it is, that's what I really like to promote on my page. And yeah, that's a little bit about me. And it's really cool too, because we can see each other right now, even though we are on opposite sides of the coast. I'm in San Francisco, Mads is in New York. Crazy. It's so crazy. And it's even crazier that we can still have such a connection and such a friendship from so far away. And I feel like every time, even if we're just talking online, it's like nothing happened, nothing changed. It's like we're not that far. It's really special. It's crazy because we met on the internet. We met on Instagram. So insane. And I think about that so often just because so many people that we are close with or associate with, we've met from the internet, which years ago, I would have never thought that that could even happen. I thought that was such a weird concept. And now it's where I go to, to meet people like you and like minded people. It's just so insane. I think the pandemic kind of normalized it a little bit where it was like, okay, well, how else are you going to meet people right now? Exactly. There just wasn't really another way. And I feel like that's also the time when we all kind of connected. I feel like during the start of the pandemic is when I started following all you guys and, and started DMing you and chatting with you. And it really opened up everyone's minds to, oh, maybe meeting people on the internet isn't such a weird concept actually bring people together in a lot of ways and so many people that we probably I probably would have never met you if it weren't for social media because we're just so far but you've made it work yeah before we start I just want to ask you what is your sun moon and rising sun is Libra my rising I believe is Virgo and then moon is Gemini I resonate with being a Libra so much, like so much. It's crazy. My next tattoo, I've been thinking about getting um, the scales as my next tattoo, just because that's the Libra 
represents is the scales and balance and and having kind of two sides to you, but being able to navigate both of them. To me, you are a Libra living in alignment. You get along with everyone. You're very balanced. You're very fun to be around. Thank you. Oh my God. See, I need to do more astrology research because I I do believe good and the good and bad parts of being a Libra. I believe that I am both for sure. They are very detail-oriented people, which is also something that I struggled with past tense because I've gotten better at going with the flow. Um, but for a while, it definitely was an issue for me because I would plan out every single thing. Even when it came to, to fun times, like being with friends, I, I've always been the planner. That's something that I've worked on, going with the flow now, being more spontaneous. To bring it back, to give like a short synopsis of a backstory, the reason why I started my account and everything and really wanted to promote balance primarily is because a long, long, long time ago when I was super into health and wellness, uh, not even borderline, like I was fully just obsessed with it um, in a pretty toxic way. I was visiting home one time during college break and I went to the gym. I came back home. I've told a story on another episode of mine. So if you've heard this, sorry, but, um, I came home and it was Sunday and my family was having their Sunday pancake breakfast like we always do. But I came home, my mom was like, here are your pancakes, here's breakfast, come eat with the family. And I was like, oh no, like I'm having a smoothie. Like no, this is not a part of my plan. This is not, I'm not doing that. She was like, come on, like it's Sunday. It, really? You're not going to have pancakes? And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm having a smoothie. And so my plate was just sitting there getting cold. My whole family was eating while I'm making noise with my Vitamix in the kitchen, like disrupting everyone. And they were all kind of annoyed, not annoyed, but just like, really? Like, come on. And I just started freaking out because I was having this moral dilemma. Like, I want to be spending time with my family and doing family things and normal human things like having pancakes but also I have this health plan and I need to stay healthy and I was just freaking out and then my mom said something and I just, I went up to my room and I was like scream crying. I was hyperventilating, had like a full-on panic attack. I just didn't know what to do and then my mom came up and she was like, what are you doing? Like you need to snap out of this. Do you see yourself right now? This is over pancakes and it was that moment. There's obviously a lot more to it, a lot more that happened, but it was that moment that I had a slap in the face. And that's why I started promoting balance and having a healthy balance of a routine on my page rather than just being so strictly health and wellness and obsessed with all of that. And with that came a healthier routine of not going to the gym seven times a week or six times a week. Now I don't plan out my workouts. I go to the gym when I feel like it, when I want to, when I feel like moving my body. If I wake up one morning and I wanted to work out, like the night before, I was like, okay, like I'm going to get up and work out. And I wake up and I'm sore or I'm just tired. And I'm just not feeling it. I don't beat myself up about it anymore. And I feel like there's so much importance to having a good routine, but there's a lot of maturity and just self-awareness that comes about when you're allowing yourself to kind of break from that routine too. A lot of people who are listening probably relate to that because we both were in, are in the wellness community. I say work because we both have transitioned to being like more than just food and fitness and wellness. But I do think that a lot of people struggle with coming out of a routine or figuring out to find that balance between having a routine and actually enjoying your life too. So what do you feel like has helped you create a good routine but not be too strict? Yeah, it's definitely been a roller coaster, a freaking journey because I used to be the person who is just obsessed with how everyone else around me was feeling and what they were thinking about me and 
that's all I cared about. I didn't care about my personal happiness one bit. As long as everyone else was happy and as long as everyone else had a good perception of me and thought I was a good person, that's all I cared about. And at the end of the day, I just wasn't truly happy within myself because I was just living life trying to please others and just caring too much about what other people thought and and it just got to the point I'm like where is this getting me is this this isn't getting me anywhere why do I even care so much about what other people think of me when at the end of the day friends come and go relationships come and go like people just come and go so often and it's not until you're your most authentic and real self that you attract other people that really should be in your life. And if you're just trying to go through life playing a part and, and trying to please other people and curating yourself for other people and their opinions, the real you is going to come out eventually and then those friendships just aren't going to work because this whole time you've been trying to be someone else. And so I feel like that's kind of how I got to the confidence level that I am today and I'm not saying I'm the world's most confident person I'm not even close and I have insecurities as every single other human in the world does and there are so many days so many days where I wake up and I'm like well I'm not feeling myself today I don't know what's good I don't even want anyone to see me whether it's physical or or just internal not feeling good but yeah, a lot of I feel like the the overwhelming reason as to why I am at the place I am today is just because I've just let go and just realized that life really starts when you begin living for yourself and you start prioritizing your opinion of you over anyone else. If you know that you have a good heart and good intentions, it will show and you don't need the validation from other people. I think that's a really big growing moment when you realize you being actually healthy isn't the obsessive side of it. If you're missing out on your own life and you truly feel like you're missing out on your own life, then that's when you know that things need to be changed. I relate to that so much because I used to very much be a people pleaser and try to kind of just be what I thought other people wanted me to be. First of all, when you're like that, you don't have a sense of who you really are. You might be living life kind of like, I don't really feel like this person is me, but I'm so caught up in what other people want me to be that I'm just trying to align to that. And I think it can be really hard to step out of that. And it's scary to be like, okay, cool. I'm just going to show up as myself. If people don't like it, that's okay. Choosing to be alone instead of be in a room full of people that maybe don't accept you for who you are is terrifying. I genuinely believe there's an adjustment period where initially you might have to be a little bit uncomfortable for a while. And for me, I think I went through probably seven months of like not really having friends And it was because I was shedding the old version of myself that was living for other people and just wasn't living in alignment with who I truly am. I love to go out, but I wasn't heavy into partying or anything like that. And I was surrounding myself with people who were. When I distanced myself and I was kind of like on my own, I had to learn to be at peace with being alone. Yes, a million percent. The majority of things in life I just do by myself um, because I just, I like my own company and I'm comfortable with my own company. And in terms of friendships, I have noticed, I'm sure you know Mia Miller. She, she's one of my friends who is so independent as well and we get along so well because of that and she will just I look up to her too because we're kind of on the same wavelength we both work all day and throughout like every day she'll just be like I'm going here to work come if you want and that's it and that's just how it goes and it's not oh 
what, do you want to go here? Is that like, is that going to be easiest for you? And just kind of tiptoeing around things. She just does her thing as do I. And if things line up then they line up and if they don't, we're just doing things on our own. And I love that so much. And the whole thing about being dependent on other people for happiness, I feel like that really causes the most issues in relationships for sure. Um, that that was one of the biggest problems in my last relationship years ago. But also friendships because even if you're both insecure people and looking for happiness in other places, eventually you're both growing. One of you is going to grow faster. And it's not in a, a good or bad way, but we're all on different growth paths in our lives and we're all on different journeys and we all have we all meet certain destinations in our life in different times it's never going to line up perfectly and so if if someone in, in a friendship is dependent on the other person for really anything it's not going to be sustainable at all because someone's going to grow out of it and the other person's going to grow out of it at different time and it's just not going to line up and so being confident and comfortable within yourself and and learning not to depend on anyone else for happiness or, or really for for much at all is one of the most important things that you can ever do because then you're gonna have more sustainable relationships with just everyone around you your life actually gets a lot easier too because things are no longer personal and you understand that like everyone needs to do what's best for them in friendship especially, the root of a lot of issues in friendship is not having confidence. Same with romantic relationships. So have there been, you said in your last relationship, there was not a lot of confidence. What were some of the things that you struggled with? Yeah, so my last relationship was a while ago. Um, I think we ended, what, it's 2022 we ended in 2020 um like fall 2020 so it was like a year and a half ago ish um and me and my ex dated for like two and a half years very 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 on and off we were both just immature and I found that he was someone who was very mysterious to me and at the time I loved the chase I loved it so much and even when we did start dating and we were in a relationship it was always I always felt like I was chasing him and there was just this part of me this insecure part of me that didn't know my worth and that didn't know what a relationship should be like that loved that that loved the chase just never knowing it was it was this terribly toxic excitement that I just couldn't get away from and so I always depended on him for happiness. And, and then eventually he was depending on me for happiness and, and depended on me for, for just so many things. And it got to the point where I got tired of this. Like I just got so tired. And I was also growing internally in myself and my confidence. And I, I got to the point where I realized that this wasn't the, I wasn't being treated the way I was deserving to be treated. And this just wasn't healthy at all. And then I started pulling back and I started kind of stepping away from the relationship. And when he realized that, then it was kind of like love bombing and just over the top. And he was just relying on me for everything. And I was out doing my own thing. And I just felt like I was being depended on. And I, I couldn't, I didn't want that. I don't want anyone to depend on me. And I feel like in a relationship, one of the biggest things that I've learned from that is in a relationship, you it, it has to be two independent people. If someone's dependent on the other person, it's not going to work because that it, that just doesn't work. It's so tiring. It's exhausting mentally, physically. It just it That's not how a relationship should be. You should be partners. You should be a team. It shouldn't be, I need you and and when you're when you're away from from your partner you shouldn't be worried about what they were they're doing and you shouldn't feel like sad because you're not with them because you know 
I mean, it's just in a friendship. Like when I'm away from my friends, like, oh, like I wish they were here, but I'm not worried about what they're doing and I'm not devastated on the inside. And I felt like in my last relationship, that's how it was. Like when I would go on a family trip, I would be sad when I was there because I would be like, oh, what are they doing? I I need them right now. And that's so, so unhealthy. So being independent in, in friendships, relationships, that's step one to a sustainable relationship. So after that, was that your first time kind of being alone or learning to be alone? Yeah, it was. And it was so great. The first, I think, seven months, I just didn't bat an eye at any man or boy at all because I was just so excited to be on my own and to just do my own thing and focus on myself. And this also, was this the beginning of COVID? I can't even remember, but it was just so nice to do my own thing. This was also a time in college where I started to kind of pull back from the friend groups that I was in and started to stay in on the weekends and really get in tune with myself and figure out what was making me happy and what wasn't. And I finally had the time and the mental space to do that because I feel like in a relationship, a bad relationship at least, you're clouded and your mind is just taken over and you have like glasses on all the time and you're not really seeing properly, you're not seeing everything else around around you that's going on. And so I finally got to take those glasses off and just see everything else and and really just start to explore myself. And that's that was really just like so eye-opening for me. Being alone definitely gives you that experience of like trading your rose-colored shades for a wide lens mm-hmm. where you can kind of see the world in a more how things actually are perspective versus like how you want things to be. For me personally, I had a really hard time transitioning to being alone. It's weird because right now I'm learning to be alone kind of all over again. I was going to say, how how is that going for you? Yeah, it's actually going great. Good. <laughs> I definitely am very focused right now on school and my work and just setting myself up for success in every way possible. Mm-hmm. And so that does require me taking time to go for walks every day and to go work out and to make sure I'm properly nourishing myself. And while I'm doing all of these things, I'm alone with my thoughts. And it actually has brought me a lot of peace because I'm able to just be an observer of what I'm thinking and how I'm feeling. And I've learned to not judge that all the time and label things as good or bad we as humans have such a emotional range I think there's almost this push that I've seen to always want to feel good all the time and to always feel comfortable and to always feel obviously everyone deserves to feel good but you're not gonna feel good all the time and you're not gonna feel at peace all the time and discomfort is a human emotion in the past few years I think I've grown a lot in the way with how I respond to myself I've just been really excited because I was so nervous about moving here I was really nervous to like I'm truly like on my own here and I was really nervous about it every time I start to have that like negative self-talk or have judgment I'll be like nope we're not doing this right now We don't need to talk to ourselves like that, but I I hear you. That's usually like your inner child needing to be seen and needing to be heard. That is one of the biggest steps to just being alone and being okay with being on your own is hearing your inner child, honoring their needs and what they're asking for and knowing where they're coming from. We don't realize how much our past affects us right now. Every thought that we have every reaction we have a lot of it is things that are programmed into our subconscious when we're like a little kid having that voice of like self-compassion knowing that four-year-old Sion is sitting inside of me that was what led to me choosing today's topic because I tried to think about 
what has changed in my life that has gotten me to this point where I actually really enjoy being alone. And I think that it's confidence. There's so many little things that make me feel confident within myself. And I feel like a lot of them has to do with actions that make me feel good and make me feel proud. So confidence comes from within. And it's true when people say, like, you just have to feel confident and you will look confident. You will be perceived by other people as confident if you just put that face on. Things that make me feel confident. When, when I really take care of myself and when I give myself time to do things like nourish myself, read a book, write down my thoughts, do things for my internal happiness, I feel like that's when my confidence shines the most. Yesterday, I took the night to myself. I was supposed to go out with friends, but um, we got hit with a blizzard and it was just treacherous outside. So all my friends were like, you know what, let's take the night off. And I was like, honestly, perfect, because now I can take a bath and I can read my book. So that's exactly what I did. And I read a book, I wrote down notes, I wrote in my journal slash diary. And I just kind of like let everything out of me, let all my thoughts out and doing little things like that make me feel confident from the inside out. And I feel like doing those things habitually lead to an overall confidence. When it comes to confidence on a daily basis, confidence comes from my mindset. I could be all dressed up and like looking so great, but if I'm not taking care of my mind and I've just had a rough day and I'm having negative self-talk, it's not gonna look like I'm confident at all because that day I'm not. It just comes from your mindset and telling yourself good things and doing things that are gonna put your mind at peace. For me, it comes a lot with mental peace, just having my mind be at ease because when there's a ton of things going on at once in my head, everything's just kind of a mess and that does not radiate confidence at all. So everything just comes from within. I agree with that so much. And intention is something that's so underrated. Every situation you go into in life, if you have positive intention, and I don't want to like be toxic positivity. (laughs) Obviously, sometimes you are going to have bad days and sometimes you are going to feel off. When you go into things with the intention to enjoy yourself, and to have a good time when you go to workout classes if you go into a workout class with the intention I need to like kill myself in this class to like get a good workout you're not going to have fun but if you're like I'm gonna feel great after and I can do this when you talk to yourself like that you truly feel so much better this just brought out a whole whirlwind of thoughts in my mind because I've been thinking about intention so much lately whether it's the first time I really realized how important intention is, is I feel like the past six or seven months or so, I have really realized it in the sense that when I work out, I'm not working out with the primary focus of looking good anymore. I'm working out to feel good for my mental sanity, to feel accomplished Because even if I do such a small, minimal workout, or if I'm just even going on a walk in the morning, I finish that walk or finish that workout feeling accomplished. Intention in everything makes such a difference. Even even going on a walk, one of my goals this year, which is the same every year, is just walk around 10,000 steps a day. Just helps me sleep better at night, gets me outside, fresh air. When I'm sitting at my desk and I'm about to go on a walk, there's such a difference in my mood and how I feel on that walk. If I'm like, I want to go on this walk because I just want to get outside and I want to be in the fresh air and I want to move my body rather than I want to go on a walk because I need to get to 10,000 steps today. When I'm in that mindset of I need to go on this walk to 
to move and to get 10,000 steps. I'm not going on the walk because I want to. I'm going to accomplish a numerical goal. The walk is not enjoyable. I'm not happy. I'm just doing it to do it. And most of the time, I'm just like trying to distract myself on that walk rather than appreciating everything else. I started to, I feel like, look my best when I started working out not to look good and to and to work out according to what I felt like my body needed and that comes with intention and it's because I switched my perspectives and just had a whole mindset shift on the reason on my why and I feel like the why has such an impact on on everything you do once you start thinking about why am I actually doing these things the other day I'm I'm a very go 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 person and I'm 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 working on not looking always five steps ahead and I forget sometimes to celebrate the wins and to celebrate feeling good and the other day I think it was like two nights ago I was in the shower I've never done this before I literally started dancing in the shower and I started like talking to myself and I was like (laughs) I was just so happy I did something really good and like there were a few really great things this day and I was just in the shower and it's, you know, your time to just zone out and just be with your thoughts. And I started dancing and I was like, you go girl. I literally like yelled it. I was like, you go girl. Like you are killing it. And I've never done that before. And I'm, I'm not someone to, to say affirmations in the mirror and everything. I just, that's just not my thing. But doing that just made me realize that I don't celebrate the wins enough. And the majority of people don't either. They just kind of have a win and then just move on to the next win or just focus on something else. But it's so important to celebrate all wins, small or big, you know? That is the cutest thing I've ever heard. I love that. I need to do that. That's true joy, though. That is true joy. You don't have to become a new person. Look at who you are today and what's going well now what you're doing great now building habits that you're proud of is so important and I think you and I are both very habitual people because we know that those habits when you're alone that is a form of stability not having an attachment to one day you don't get your 10,000 steps and a few days you don't get your 10,000 steps and that's okay we need to have goals as humans, we need to have something we're working towards looking at, okay, what are my strengths? What are my skills? What do I maybe want to create as a skill? And then just working towards something builds so much confidence. I really like what you said about not becoming a new person to be the most confident, best version of yourself, because I'm such a firm advocate for everyone just knowing that that you you already have everything that you need within you in your core it's just a matter of pulling that out of you and strengthening your core it's the same with physical exercise everything comes back to your core you need to strengthen your core to just be a better athlete in general it's the same internally everything is already in your core it's just a matter of strengthening it and doing that by by being alone and and working on yourself and working on your mind everything has to do with your core and who you are and your soul and there's no need to become a new person and I know that was a big thing with 2022 resolutions and goals and everything like becoming that girl it's not a matter of becoming someone or or becoming a new person or changing everything about your life it's it's little shifts that you can do to transform into the better version of yourself. It's all about versions of yourself and just creating better ones and more healthy versions of yourself and and versions of yourself that are more at peace. And it's not about becoming someone new. Everything is already within me. There's nothing. I don't need to be someone else. This is me. That's my power is being me. No one else is that. I'm just going to work on me and make me 
a better me every single day. Be a thing a lot of people have when they're maybe choosing to be alone, but you have to respect your own time and your own energy. Most of the most successful people I know and happy people I know say no to doing things all the time. Best ways to find peace and solitude when being alone is typically super hard for you. I know a lot of people who will force themselves to go out and do things even when they just don't want to. And a few months ago, I was just having a crazy day. All I wanted to do was sit in bed and read or just be alone and not really do much. I had this event that I had to go to and I'd already told the people I was going and so I was like in the worst mood and I got dressed I did my makeup and hair I, I got in clothes and I started walking there and about five blocks down I was like you know what I'm not going I'm not doing this right now because I don't want to do this I don't know why I'm going so I turned the corner I walked to the sushi place I got sushi and I went home and I did not go to the event and I didn't feel bad about it I felt great I felt better than I ever felt before <laughs> just because I did something for myself. You don't want to be going and, and hanging out with people and seeing people if you're not in a good mood and you're not in a good place and you just know yourself and you'd rather be at home. I, I think that's that's the thing in regards to kind of letting other people down and feeling nervous about other people being mad at you for not doing something or going to something. You just need to know that the right people in your life and the right friends aren't going to get mad at you if you're prioritizing yourself. That reminded me of that journal prompt where people will write their energy givers and their energy drainers. That's a really powerful prompt, I think, to be like, okay, this is what's draining me. I know if I scroll on TikTok, I get really anxious after a couple minutes just being aware of how things make you feel you have to be your own best friend first so learning what does this person enjoy like not what you think you're supposed to be doing but what does this person genuinely enjoy doing it definitely can be frustrating at first and even not at first just at times when you're alone but what I like to do is have a running list of different things that I want to try and different books that I want to read and different movies that I want to watch so that whenever I'm alone, I know that I have something to do that's new, whether it's baking or cooking or reading a new book or watching a new documentary or my go-to Great British Baking Show, watching that. You don't need to put so much pressure on yourself when you're spending time alone. You don't need to be doing something productive every single time that you're alone. So many times I just sit and eat dinner by myself and watch a show or something and that brings me so much peace and makes me feel so much better and really refreshes me. And I feel like that's what your alone time should do is just refresh you and, and bring you peace. So it's just a matter of finding and trying different things to figure out what really lights you up and makes you feel the best. And so having a list of things to try um, has really helped me. And I know that it's just something easy to do. And that way you don't need to be scrolling on your phone. That's how you spend your alone time because that's super easy to do. And it's such a trap that we all fall into. So just getting yourself to do new things, whether it's small, like even like taking a bath or treating yourself to, to making cupcakes or something like that. Just have a list of things that make you happy and that you enjoy doing. My favorite things to do alone are baking, going for walks, painting and drawing any type of art activity without pressure around it because just creating for fun brings a lot of joy writing 
thrifting. I love thrifting by myself. And as weird as this one might yeah. sound, organizing. Oh, going to coffee shops by myself. I love doing that. No, that's not weird at all. I was going to say cleaning. All the things I just named are really not complicated things. They're They're really as simple as it can be. But just romanticizing like those moments and enjoying them. What are yours? I, so many similar things. When I'm at home and I'm alone, love to bake. Baking something new is just so nice and therapeutic. I always bake and I have Great British Baking Show playing in the background just because British accents, baking just vibes all over it's just the best scenario taking a bath it's so much fun taking a bath um is also one of my favorite things reading I love when I really prioritize time to read that's also been one of really hitting all my new year's resolutions that's also been one of them is to read one book a month or 10 pages a day and I have one more chapter left in the book that I'm reading right now because I've really prioritized reading every single night and when I do that it's just the best feeling it's so nice to just get caught up in a book put your phone on do not disturb throw it away and just get caught up in that but then when I'm when it's kind of during the day because those are more like night things when it's during the day recently uh so I live with Miranda my sister uh, but the past month ish maybe longer she's been at home with my family because we're moving and she's been helping them move so it's just been me I've been alone for a really long time and I usually do everything with her like go shopping go walking around with her but I've been alone which has been so nice I love when she's here but I also love that I have this time alone and so on the weekends and after work, I've been going into Brooklyn a lot because I just started going to a new gym there. And working out by myself has been so, it's just so nice. And I wasn't going to a gym for a really long time. I was just doing workout classes where someone's telling you what to do. So yeah, getting back into kind of making yourself work out and making your own workouts can be a little intimidating but once you start doing it it's just the best feeling to be there on your own um and then I've made it a habit to spend like an hour whether it's in Brooklyn or Manhattan just walking around by myself no headphones no nothing and just allowing myself to walk into any like having no plan and just walking into stores and cafes and coffee shops and just being alone and exploring and not having a schedule or things that I want to see or things I want to do and just whatever I stumble upon that's just what I'm gonna do right then and there and that's been so so nice that gives me so much energy to just kind of go with the flow and just see what I stumble upon we are truly very similar people and how we like to spend our time and I love that I know. Somebody asked how to love spending time with yourself when you're used to always being with someone else. And there were also a bunch of questions just about how to not be around, not feel the need to be around people all the time. And I think it's important to say that using others as a form of distraction has a similar effect to taking drugs. I know that sounds so extreme and so crazy, but it's something I've done it in my own life, like so much where when I just don't want to be alone with like what's really going on and my thoughts, like I will use constant socializing as a way to numb myself. I have friends and I know people who are always with other people. They're constantly with their friends. And I'm like, how do you do that? Like, That's so crazy. My energy would be so drained. But it's also a way to escape your own thoughts because you're being surrounded by other people who are invading your head, not necessarily in a bad way, but with their thoughts. And you're getting outside thoughts that are kind of intruding your own and, and kind of blocking out whatever you were thinking about and 
truthfully, it could be said the same thing about listening to podcasts too, because sometimes, I mean, listening to a podcast is like you're eavesdropping in on a conversation. You're not thinking really for yourself. You're thinking about what the other person is saying, or if it's a conversation podcast like this, you're thinking about what those two people are talking about. And I think it's important that obviously love podcasts so much. It's important to listen to podcasts, but then to take time after and really think about it. Think about how you feel from listening to that podcast. What did you take away from it? Not just using a podcast to kind of distract your mind and to not be alone with your thoughts. I almost feel like you have to ease yourself into learning to not be so distracted all the time because I used to be really uncomfortable with just the thought of going outside on a walk by myself at one point in my life and now it's like I never think about going on a walk by myself or going somewhere by myself but for a while I would have to listen to podcasts or music or something on my walk just to get through it (laughs) and now I consciously take time when I'm on my walks to just be in silence and to you know just have have a few it doesn't have to be the entire time but even like 10 minutes of hearing your own thoughts is a long time it is and I feel like also especially on social media it's, it's pushed and being in New York I know San Francisco is a huge city but there's very different paces of life in every city and everywhere at least here, it's very pushed to be doing five things at once and to be very go, go, go. And so the idea of going on a walk and listening to a podcast and going to run an errand, like all at the same time, that's what you should be doing. But in reality, sometimes you should just be going on a walk and just not doing anything else or sitting on the couch and listening to music and not doing anything else and we're so not you and I but the everyone is just very in love with the idea of being uber productive and multitasking and I was listening to a skinny confidential podcast the other day and the guy I forget what his name is but he was saying when he hires people and he sees on their resume that they are really good multitaskers or someone says like yeah I did, I'm really good at multitasking he's like I'm not impressed like I'm not impressed at all I don't want I don't care if you're good at multitasking it just means that you're good at balancing things and you're not good at excelling in one thing and I think we have drifted away from the idea and the importance of focusing on one thing at a time whether it's yes. a productive thing or just not doing anything at all, just, just focusing on one thing at a time. Yeah, that's so true. Wow, I don't even think about that. I know there are some people listening who maybe haven't found their thing yet, and if you feel like there isn't something that you feel like you're really good at, a lot of not having confidence comes from lack of direction. So picking a direction, working towards something – trying to be the best you possibly can be at that. Right. And that's the thing. I I know it can be so frustrating when you feel like everyone else around you has found their niche and they have their passions already and they just kind of have their life planned out because they know what they're good at. And you're sitting there like, I have no idea. I don't know. I haven't found it yet. There's no rush. There is no rush at all at our ripe ages of being in our 20s. My parents always say, they're like, I haven't found what what I'm passionate about and, and what I'm made to do yet. They're like, I don't know. Maybe I'll find out when I'm 80. There's no rush and you don't need to, I forget what the question was in the beginning of this anyways, but there's, there's, it's, it can be really hard when there's so many people around you that have found it, but everyone's path and everyone's journey is like we talked about at the beginning of this episode, it's 
you, everyone has different timing for everything and you just have to keep that in mind and know that just because someone else is at a different stage of life that you are doesn't mean that they're better than you doesn't mean that they're smarter than you you just have a different path and you need to own that and be comfortable with that I do think that we live in this age of people wanting results immediately and I'm someone who does that so much I want to be the best at something tomorrow but there's so much beauty in the process of becoming and just allowing the universe to support you and help you work things out I was thinking about this the other day because Mads and I are both content creators and a lot of people want to go into the field of being content creators and they're like I don't know where to start how do I gain a following how do I do this and yes it's good to you know kind of wonder like how do I get into this if you just start making content and you have 10 followers you are no less of a content creator than someone who has a million we're all on our own individual path if you're a musician you don't have to be the most famous musician in the world to be a great musician Right. I know, I know what you're saying. And I was actually kind of thinking about this the other day. We because I get that question a lot. I want to have a wellness account. I want to start posting. How do I do it? We all started at zero followers. Everyone has started at the bottom. Like when I started my account, I started fresh. I made a new account. I had zero followers. Um, I think like my sister's meme account followed me maybe and that's just the start of everything and I just started posting what I felt called to post and what I wanted to post and if you're authentic and and genuine about what you're putting out there and what you're creating even if it's through a screen people can notice that people can feel something if you're doing it right People will feel something from your content. You don't need to dive in and hone in on one specific thing that you're going to post all the time. Post what you feel called to and don't rush it. Like you said, progress and, and the art of just becoming is so beautiful. And the best things don't happen overnight. And and the the best growth does not happen overnight. It's it's a long journey. It's a long process, whether that's within you, within your job, content creation, whatever it is, but just starting, just trying. There's no harm in trying and just putting yourself out there. Really quick speed round. So earlier you said that you are reading a book and I'd love to know what book it is, if you liked it, and if you didn't like it, what was the last book you loved? Ah, okay. <laughs> yes, it's called The Defining Decade. Um, who is it by? It's by Meg J. She is a PhD. I have one chapter left. It is phenomenal I think everyone should read it especially if you're in your 20s it's not a storybook or anything it's not um, like a fictional book it's just each chapter has a different topic and she is a psychiatrist or psychologist or therapist whatever it is she has clients and in each chapter she talks about kind of a different client that she's had and and stories overall that she's heard and just her collective thoughts on all of the people who she has seen and talked to and just kind of taking everything into lessons for people in their 20s and it's just so it's so great there are some chapters that are a lot better than others everyone is important but it just collectively is so good and gets you to think about things that maybe you hadn't thought about before I will bring up um the book that I read before this I want to bring up two really quickly the book I read before this was the subtle art of not giving a eh, I don't know if you pairs on here but it's that book <laughs> it is so great I feel like yeah everyone has read this book and if you haven't you need to I've read it twice it's just so good and just teaches you the art of letting go and just not caring and focusing on yourself um, and then those are two kind of 
self-help kind of wellnessy books. But um, the books that I read before this that were not involved in wellness or health or anything of the sort was the Me Before You trilogy by Jojo Moyes. Um, I don't know if many people have read this, but I started the first book and then found out it was a trilogy and got so excited. It's the best trilogy I've ever read. Um, It's amazing. It's about this girl who, actually this can kind of relate. It's about this girl who just doesn't know what she wants to do at all. She has no niche, no passion. She's just like working as a waitress her whole life or whatever and just doesn't know what to do. And then this opportunity comes about to have a job to kind of be um, an assistant, like a personal assistant for this man who is paralyzed from the waist down. And it's just this crazy job. And she is in this awful relationship. And I'm not going to spoil it. It's just so good. And she learns how to be on her own and to love herself and to go and do things and be spontaneous and try new things. It's it's just so good. I have never loved the trilogy more. Um, so highly recommend. Okay, I need to read that. I am always looking for recommendations. I'm I find a lot of peace in reading, and it yeah. really like slows down my thoughts a lot. So I always love hearing recommendations from people. I just read My Body by Emily Ratajkowski. I don't know if you've heard it. It was actually really good. Oh, it, there's definitely yeah, how some that? triggering topics in it that, like, if you're someone who's experienced sexual assault, like, I think it can be mm-hmm. difficult to read through. It's really beautifully written and makes you just think a lot about the male gaze and society, how we all kind of as a collective experience this insecurity. As women, we are taught to compete with each other and to, I guess, I learned a lot about myself while reading it too. Like I've made all these judgments about her and her life because I followed her on Instagram and assumed I knew everything. And I definitely did not. I think that's such a huge thing quickly to, to talk about just competition with other women, because I I'm sure we've all seen it so much for me. It was so prevalent in high school it was just everyone was competition and for what what are you competing for there's what I'm I don't even know like looking back now I'm like why would you be mad at someone for being pretty or for being smart like why and it stemmed from insecurity as we all were in high school and even college or or even now when you're mad at someone for doing well or being successful or you get angry at looking at someone another woman's success or having something you think that you don't have think about why because that's on you that's not on them that's on you and why are you feeling this way that's something you need to work on for yourself and I've thought about that before um in the past just like why do I feel mad that this person is successful you shouldn't ever feel that way and I have like a whole episode on this because I think it's a really underrated topic jealousy and envy alone is it's not talked about enough sometimes lack of confidence stems from those things and it stems from fear a lot of the time so if you want to listen to that episode go ahead and give it a listen if you've been jealous lately It's just on how to work through those things. We look at others often and we think that beauty that is present in someone else is the absence of our own. And that's just not the case. I think sometimes I I feel like I sound really corny on here and I'm okay with it because if I have one person leaving feeling better, then I'm okay. I did something good, I think. You don't have to be perfect about everything to be a confident person, and you don't have to be confident all the time. As humans, we all feel these things, and I always say that on this podcast, but we all feel jealousy. We all feel loneliness. There's a sense of you're never alone in knowing that, and knowing that we're all the same on the inside to varying levels. Like We all 
experience these emotions and I just hope that like by us sitting here and talking about it right now it will just bring more awareness to what's going on inside your body inside your mind and yeah that's (laughs) that's all (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening I hope you have a beautiful day night wherever you are whatever time it is love your friends see you on and Mads.